This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com rav4hybrid to find out more. This is the DetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. Tesla is under fire again from federal regulators. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants the EV automaker to explain why it's letting motorists play video games while driving. That feature appears to have been added as part of a recent over-the-air software update. NHTSA is already probing why a number of Tesla products have crashed into parked emergency vehicles while operating on autopilot. The average American motorist is burning just as much fuel on a per capita basis as they did way back in 1965, an average of nearly 360 gallons a year. The all-time peak, an average 505 gallons per driver, came in 1978, the same year that the federal government's new corporate average fuel economy standard went into effect. General Motors will build its fifth battery plant in Michigan. It also said this past week it'll roll out all electric versions of the Chevrolet Equinox and Blazer SUVs. GM also is converting two plants to build nothing but battery electric vehicles. And it announced new steps to make sure that the raw materials, parts, and components used in its new BEVs are sourced either in the U.S. or Canada. Then there's Toyota, which announced plans for a new lithium-ion battery plant in North Carolina. The automaker says it'll produce enough batteries for up to 1.2 million EVs, though that'll include hybrids as well as all-electric models. Toyota also plans to announce more news about its EV program this week. Ford's Mustang Mach-E is now one of the best-selling battery cars on the market, and the automaker said it came within a whisker of outselling the conventional Mustang Coupe last month. Meanwhile, demand for Ford's new F-150 Lightning EV is so strong, the automaker halted advanced reservations. Vietnam's first carmaker, VinFast, expects to start selling two BEVs in the U.S. next year, and it just announced plans to stage an IPO to help it raise billions in new capital. Automakers are racing to bring self-driving vehicles to market, and Mercedes-Benz just got good news from federal regulators. It'll begin offering a fully hands-free system, known in the industry as Level 3 Autonomy, next year. That means it likely will beat Tesla as well as GM and Ford to market. And finally, traffic congestion may be up a bit from last year when much of America was in COVID lockdown, but it's still averaging 42% less than in 2019. That means the average motorist spent about 63 hours less finding traffic than before the pandemic, reports traffic service in Ricks. That said, Americans still will lose about 3.4 billion hours due to congestion this year, according to the annual Global Traffic Scorecard. New York motorists spent the most time stuck in traffic, Inrix found, followed by Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, and Miami. Surprisingly, Los Angeles only came in at number six. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thank you, Paul. The switch to electric vehicles is getting a push from the Biden administration. The president signed a new executive order this week accelerating purchases of electric vehicles through the rest of the decade as part of the plan to contain climate change. The White House is promising that by 2027, 100% of the light-duty vehicles the federal government buys will be zero emission. 
By 2035, all vehicles purchased by the U.S. will have zero emissions, the order said. Meanwhile, top executives at GM and Ford are promising to deliver new, more affordable EVs by the end of 2025. The Biden administration hopes to use the order to cut the federal government's carbon dioxide emissions by 65% by the end of the decade and be carbon neutral by 2050. Biden's order also specifies the cars purchased for the government must be union-made. The executive order for vehicles produced by union labor is on top of the extra $4,500 tax credit for union-made vehicles in the Build Back Better bills pending in the U.S. Senate. The extra tax credit has drawn fire from companies such as Tesla, Toyota, and Volkswagen. That's this week's top story. Now let's go to Mike Strong, who has this week's review. Thanks, Joe. Just saying the word Mitsubishi evokes a response that, well, isn't always positive. Let's just say the on-again, off-again Japanese brand's reputation in the U.S. can use a little burnishing. The good news is the 2022 Outlander SEL with super all-wheel control can help with that. In a segment flooded with a wide range of products, one word rarely used is understated, but that's just what the new Outlander is. It's handsome, especially in white diamond, the color our tester came in. In the cabin, the perforated black leather seats, heated in front and back, with saddle tan piping and other accents provide a contemporary look likely foreign to Mitsubishi fans. While it's a three-row ute, you'll likely only put small children back there, or people acting like small children. The new model is laden with technology. The 9-inch center screen handles infotainment functions. Climate controls are right below it and are easy to read and reach. The head-up display, unexpected in an Outlander, is clear and crisp. Naturally, it comes with all of the expected safety features that help the driver stop sooner, turn faster, and avoid general mayhem. Unfortunately, it can't all be sunshine and roses with the Outlander. It is not fleet of foot. Powered by a 2.5-liter four-cylinder mated to an 8-speed CVT, it puts out 181 horsepower. Now, you won't win any races, and you can only tow 2,000 pounds. But for everyday driving, it does the job just fine. While all of this may suggest the new Outlander is a step or two above the previous model, none of it makes you say, Holy cow, you're right, this thing really flies under the radar. Nope, that happens when you see the window sticker. $38,590. I've driven similarly equipped youths from other makers, and they all cost at least five grand more than the new Outlander. After a week in this vehicle, it would appear on-again, off-again Mitsubishi is definitely on-again. That was this week's review. Now let's take a look at the week ahead. Kicking things off on Monday is a look at the 2022 Honda Civic Type R. The automaker dropped a slew of testing pictures at the Suzuka Circuit in Japan. Looks like it's going through its final shakedown before its public debut. Additionally, we'll get word on how much the first offering from Hyundai's all-electric sub-brand, the Ionic 5, is going to cost as the company releases pricing Monday. The Detroit Bureau follows that on Friday, releasing a review about our first drive in the new BEV. In addition to the two Monday events, we'll also examine Mercedes-AMG's plans to go electric. The luxury maker's existing battery electric models are already fast, but AMG is ready to push that further by putting a special touch on them. Toyota, which says it believes hybrids are the way of the future, sure does seem to be making plenty of EV announcements lately. They'll keep that up with more news on that front Tuesday. Finally, we'll sneak in some holiday-oriented pieces to make the season. And, of course, we'll make certain we cover the breaking news, too. 
Now let's go to Larry Prince to look at this week in automotive history. Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with this week in automotive history. This week in 1915, Ford Motor Company built its one millionth Model T and doesn't notice. The Ford Times admits that with 25 assembly plants and a big factory in Detroit assembling so many Ford cars a day, we passed the million mark without knowing it. In 1921, General Motors engineer Thomas Midgley Jr. discovers that adding a compound named tetraethyl led to gasoline eliminates engine knock. Ethyl alcohol also works, but GM can't patent that. So oil companies end up adding the deadly carcinogen to gasoline for the next six plus decades, filling GM's coffers and poisoning the environment. In 1929, the Cadillac V16 is announced to dealers in a letter from Cadillac President Lawrence Fisher. In an attempt to outmaneuver Packard, Cadillac, Peerless, Piercero, Duesenberg, and other automakers. One of two American manufacturers to offer a 16-cylinder engine, the company would build 4,076 V16 Cadillacs through 1940, losing money on every one they sold. But the lost leader is an excellent marketing tool for Cadillac's 8- and 12-cylinder models, GM CEO Alfred Sloan later admits. 44 years ago, in 1977, Chrysler Corporation introduces the Dodge Omni and Plymouth Horizon, the first front-wheel drive subcompacts made in America. Designed with help from Chrysler Europe and looking much like a Volkswagen Rabbit, they're named Motor Trend Car of the Year for 1978 and are sold in Europe as the Simca Horizon and Chrysler Horizon, which win the 1978 European Car of the Year. By the end of their run in 1990, some 3 million are built. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News.